You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're a 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game, coming at you twice a week here in the offseason of the NFL, covering your San Francisco 49ers. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy. Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well, Evan. Just, uh, you know... Pushing through here in the middle of the uh, middle of March, getting towards the end of March. We're getting towards draft season. We've gotten through the the beginning of free agency. Most of the big names are gone, already on new teams. So we're past the the first big hurdle of the offseason. Now we got to get ready for the draft. I know we'll start talking about that soon. I've got some other things to get into today, but I'm doing well overall. How are you? I'm good. Look. Hump day as we're recording this. Rest of the week, downhill. Cannot complain. Been a fantastic start to the week. First week back, full week at work. And so I'm excited to get back into the 415ers. Totally lock in to what we got going on. And coming up on the show, we're going to discuss some rumors potentially from last year. Maybe there was a Roethlisberger 49er reunion that could have been but wasn't. What the hell was up with that? Uh, George Kittle was on a podcast with Theo Vaughn talking about some of the stresses created by modern day social media that have to do specifically with football players. I thought was supremely interesting. But first, Mark, speaking of social media, we have to address I'll call it a cryptic tweet from none other than 49er wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. I'll just read the quote word for word and then I'll throw it to you, Mark. So Ayuk, who has, as for those of you watching on YouTube, laid out at the bottom, has not tweeted in over a month, is typically not, I don't think he's that big on social media, but here it is. Quote, 1K as the fourth option in a run-first offense, two laughing face emojis, I'm as real as it get word to Lil Baby and SG, I believe that's a lyric, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with it, I'm ready to stand on business every time, year four, rocket ship, rocket ship, rocket ship. That is from Brandon Ayuk on Twitter. Mark, what did you make of, as I said before, a pretty cryptic tweet from Brandon Ayuk? Um, I mean, you what can does it mean? It. You can read into this a number of different ways. And, In between and we'll, the lines, Mark. We'll, and we'll go through all of the options here. Um. The first thing that stands out to me, Evan, and I want to turn this right back to you and ask you, is it fair to call Brandon Ayuk the fourth option of this most recent year? I mean, he he led the team in catches. He led the team in receiving yards. Um, I don't know. Is he, Was he the fourth option this season? I'm not so sure that's totally accurate. Let me ask you this. Was he the fourth option at the beginning of the NFC Championship game? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's between him and, and, and Debo, right? And Debo is paid like? Like a better option than Brandon Ayuk. And I think that is his point, which is I played the entire 17-game regular season 
busted my ass, had a thousand yards for the first <laughs> time. As you mentioned, led the team in receptions, in yards, in touchdowns for a receiver. And next year is going to be eligible after 2023 for a contract extension. So Brandon Ike, I think, is trying to just sprinkle into the minds of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan just how valuable he is in, I don't know about the fourth option, but in a run-first option, run-first offense is certainly accurate. Um, has to do with, uh, I, I think it. we'll call it a preemptive strike, Mark. I don't know if that's fair. Do you think so? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I definitely want to get into kind of the, the contract implications here. I do also want to make sure we get this right. The uh, the line, I'm as real as it get, word to Lil Baby and SG. That is a, a direct call to Lil Baby's song, Real As It Gets, which featured SG. So we get we got that out of the way. Um, Thanks, Mark. Thanks. You're welcome. Me. You're welcome. I got you. I got your back. Um but I, I do think there is certainly a possibility here that the Niners are trying to get ahead on their business with Brandon Ayuk. And they're looking at that fifth-year option. They are looking at what Brandon Ayuk might accomplish this coming season in 2023. And I think they think, I, I know Brandon Ayuk thinks this, uh, they think he's probably going to have a pretty good season and will probably make himself worth more money a bigger contract so it would make financial sense for the 49ers to try to lock him down sooner as opposed to later so maybe they called up brandon Ayuk and his agent and you know they tested the waters they'd say hey we want you here for a long time let's get something done now we love you so much we're gonna do it earlier than we've done with anyone else we generally wait until the season before your final year for Ayuk, that would be next season that's what they're doing with with uh, Bosa this offseason. They did that with Debo last offseason with Kittle before that. This is generally the way that it works. So that was probably part of the language from the 49ers to Ayuk if this conversation did happen. But perhaps they lowballed them a little bit. And of course, if you're the 49ers, why wouldn't you start with an offer on the lower side? Of course, that's just the way these things work. But maybe this is just Brandon Ayuk being upset at the initial offer, the initial starting point of this conversation from the 49ers. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to take to Twitter and, you know, make sure that everyone knows uh, I'm as real as it gets. I'm worth more than that. And, and we'll see where it goes from here. But that's the the initial read I had on the whole thing. I'm glad you mentioned the starting point, because if you're the 49ers, this is the perfect time to negotiate for a wide receiver. Because if you look at the 2023 free agents that have signed, you're looking at Alan Lazar, who has signed four for 44, 22 guaranteed, Jacoby Myers, three for 33, 21 guaranteed, and Juju Smith-Schuster, three for 25 and a half, 16 guaranteed. All of those seem like pretty reasonable contracts. If you're Brandon Ayuk, I don't want to be paid like a 2023 wide receiver in a free agency class. I want to be paid like the 2022 yeah. wide receiver free agency class in which we saw Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, and Christian Kirk, all currently number two receivers on their respective teams, get at least $40 million or 39 in the case of Christian Kirk, guaranteed three years, 60, 64 for 72. That's the money I want. However, if you're Brandon Ayuk, the question is, do you want to be paid as a number one 
or do you want to be paid as a number two? Because right now, here's the free agent class he is going to be included in that will likely be involved in those sort of extensions, either with their team or figuring out if they're going to have that fifth-year team option. Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman Jr. I would identify those as number ones on their teams. The other two, in my opinion, that Ayuk is most closely aligned with, T. Higgins and Gabe Davis. Those are number twos for their team. So do you want to be paid like a Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, or Michael Pittman Jr., or do you want to be paid like a T. Higgins, Gabe Davis, and yourself? That is the question that Ayuk needs to answer And of course, with the big money being handed out last offseason, with the not so large money being handed out this offseason, and then Justin Jefferson, who is obviously going to break the bank when he becomes eligible for a contract next year, Ayuk is going to have to figure out where he fits in there, where he sees himself, what he wants to be paid, and if that aligns with the 49ers want to give him. So to your original point, yes, I'm with you. The Niners want to negotiate this offseason because it's the best deal for them. Ayuk wants to negotiate next offseason because he can get more money. But if you want to be paid as a one, You might not be in San Francisco for too much longer. If you want to be paid as a two, you might have a future with the 49ers. Well, yeah, that's that's the other part of this is you just look at the 49ers financials. And I know we've talked a little bit about this already, specifically when it comes to Brandon Ayuk. I think I brought it up a month ago talking about how this conversation around Brandon Ayuk's next contract isn't going to just be about him. It's going to be about Debo Samuel as well, Evan. That That's what it's going to come down to for the 49ers because we know they're going to pay Nick Bosa. Um, it's going to be gigantic money. He might be the highest paid defensive lineman in NFL history when he signs the contract. It'll probably get broken in another year or two, but that will likely be the number that he signs for because he's worth it and the Niners will not let him walk. They know a ton of money is going to Nick Bosa. They already have a lot of money tied up elsewhere. They would love to keep Brandon Ayuk around. Um, and which is why I, th- I think they're starting this process early because they know they're reaching a point where they can't keep everyone. This conversation is beginning now, but really the 49ers don't have to, you know, make a final decision on them on the matter for another 14, 15 months, 16 months. You get towards the beginning of next of the 2024 season, not this coming 2023 season, is when this conversation will likely come to a head because they will likely have to decide between Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. It's going to be really difficult to keep both and pay everyone else that you are currently paying and that you hope to pay in the near future. And if you were to ask the 49ers and if you were able to get an honest answer out of them, considering the weapons that they have around the rest of the offense right now, Evan, Brandon Ayuk might be the guy that they would prefer to have. That's a conversation we can have more and and dive into more throughout the off season and and later. Uh, But that's, that's what's on the horizon for the 49ers, Evan, which I think is the main reason why they're motivated to begin this conversation with Brandon Ayuk. But of course, according to Ayuk's tweet, as you already read, didn't seem like he took it too well initially. No, and I also don't think that's out of bounds for Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Debo Samuel requested a trade, scrubbed his social media, and all but threw up the deuce to San Francisco in art of haggling. Like, he's trying to get paid. 
That is what you're supposed to do as a player. So if I'm Ayuk, I don't have any problem throwing out this tweet, even if it's cryptic, even if everyone has an idea of what it means, even if fourth option is maybe you know putting himself down a little bit. Um, he's the number two receiver on this team via salary but he performed like a number one receiver last year. And again, as he mentioned, quote, a run first offense. Debo Samuel is the seventh highest paid wide receiver in the league right now in terms of dollars per year. He is number six in terms of total total guaranteed money. That is going to continue to rise. Wide receivers have developed a new market for themselves, unlike running backs. And this is where I do think the running back factors into this. If you are the yes. 49ers, and Christian McCaffrey has another all, all just, you know, outstanding season, uh, should have been an all-pro, but all-pro year, um, and he's able to stay healthy, then you might look at Debo Samuel as someone who's a little more expendable. But if Christian McCaffrey reverts back to the McCaffrey of the last two years in Carolina, in which he unfortunately couldn't stay on the field, then Debo Samuel becomes increasingly more valuable to you, and you have to figure out how much money you actually want to give Brandon Ayuk because Samuel is more of a Swiss Army knife and does more in this offense in absence of Christian McCaffrey. So to me, it kind of comes down to number 23 in a way because if you're the Niners and this offense, you'd love to have as many weapons as possible. But if you had to choose between McCaffrey and Debo, it isn't just that one's better than the other. One is significantly less expensive than the other. And you can make up that money with what Brandon Ayuk potentially would bring you in the future. So to me, it comes down to how Christian McCaffrey performs this year. That will determine ipso facto, if Brandon Ayuk gets the money he wants. You're absolutely right. I mean, in a world in which, let's just pretend, going to fantasy land here, the Niners did not acquire Christian McCaffrey at the trade deadline this past season. This conversation is entirely different because you're right. Without him on the roster, Debo Samuel becomes necessary isn't the right word, but he becomes more valuable to the 49ers because he fills a role and a need that no one else on the roster does. But with Christian McCaffrey now firmly entrenched as this team's running back for years to come now, albeit more expensive in the coming years after the Niners really paid him almost nothing last year, um, they have him. And, and that makes Debo Samuel's skill set not quite as important, as valuable for the 49ers. So you're absolutely right on there. That acquisition, that move to get Christian McCaffrey has 100% affected uh, the 49ers' mindset when it comes to how they view their ideal wide receiver room in the future. Um, I, I think they would value straight-up pass catchers more than someone of the Debo Samuel ilk. And it's nothing against Debo Samuel. He's an incredible player and a fantastic weapon and one of the most unique offensive weapons in all of football. It's just the Niners happen to have really his only counterpart his only contemporary in that vein in the nfl on their roster and that is 100 affecting how the 49ers are viewing their ideal offense moving forward and thereby how they view brandon Ayuk versus debo samuel coming off of this season mark how do you view brandon Ayuk? i view as, him as, as a number one or a number two or i guess in his words a number four Definitely not a number number four. Uh, he's 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 much better than that. I think on this 49ers roster, he can definitely be your number one wide receiver. It doesn't mean he's your go-to guy on the offensive side because you have McCaffrey and George Kittle, but he can 100% be your number one wide receiver. There's no doubt in my mind.
then I don't see any reason why he wouldn't want to get paid upwards of $20 million. Yeah. And, and especially when you see a team, I don't know if anyone, well, the Buccaneers will eventually join this group, but right now I think the Chargers are the only team with two wide receivers making $20 million or more. The only reason the Buccaneers are not in that category is because Mike Evans is making about 16 and a half, but he'll be a free agent this upcoming season. Would be surprised to see him not get that kind of money when Chris Godwin is getting it on the other side. So maybe Brandon Ayuk saying, look, teams around the league are paying two 20 plus million dollar receivers. Why can't you? And if you don't want to, well, then I'll play under the franchise tag in my fifth year, you know, prove it type of deal. And I'm going to go out and get my money elsewhere. Uh, I don't, I don't think that is the hypothetical that I would sort of lean towards because the 49ers, again, as we've talked about in previous episodes, had done a good job of identifying who to give money to and then paying them adequately. Uh, but that could be a potential avenue that we're headed down, Mark. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you talked earlier about Debo Samuel and kind of the tactics he used to help get the contract he wanted last offseason, unfollowing the 49ers and taking everything off of his social media and you know, saying he wants a trade and when asked about it, not really saying anything outside of, you know, I'll let my agent handle all that stuff. Uh, players take those kind of tactics. And if Brandon Ayuk senses things not going the way that he and his agent have decided they should and, and you know, he's not getting the offers that he feels like he deserves, he'll at least tell the 49ers, hey, OK, I'll go elsewhere. Whether that's truthful or it's just, you know, a bargaining chip, we, we don't know. But he will certainly use those kind of tactics if he's not happy with, with the way that the discussions are moving with the 49ers. I'm with you.